got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here. And in today's video, we are going to be updating you on the Bitcoin price. We're going to be talking about where Bitcoin is currently. The drop that we saw down below $40,000 yesterday, where we pulled back to around $39,600. And we're going to be figuring out, is Bitcoin about to go into a major uptrend? And are we going to recover from here? Or are we going to go into a bigger downtrend with tests of support zones right around $38,000, which we've been looking at on our Fibonacci over the last couple of days. We are also going to be diving into some news having to do with options expiry. We're going to talk about inflows of retail investor interest, and we're going to be discussing what the future for Bitcoin holds. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Tam. How you doing, Tam? What's up, guys? I'm still still got no uh, no description, I don't think. And I, I found out yesterday after watching back the stream that Smay lied to me about <laughs> the lower third. Oh my so, gosh. uh, Yes. So he, uh, yeah, he's. I'm. Probably, I'm he's look, probably done. As long, look, if as long, if you can text me or remind me today when we get home. To I'm do tired it, of that excuse. It. It's your job. It's your job. It's my it's job. Your job. But I forget because I'm home and I get naked. So, uh, <laughs> like, what do you want me to do about it? Gosh. Oh my goodness. Well, what, speaking of people, we are also joined as always by Smay. How you doing, Smay? Hello. That's all you got for us? Yes. Smay, give us give us your life rundown in 10 seconds. My life rundown, uh -huh. I was born and I grew. He <laughs> was born and he grew. But um, I, have, plant. I do have something I need to do. Okay. I do need to shout out. Shout them out. Let's do it. I want to shout out, first and foremost, my great friends, my people. I want to shout out. Smay, you sound like you're about to fall asleep. You got to crank the energy up in here, man. Come on. I want to shout out Tommy Lou. Matsy again. I love you, Matsy. And I want to shout out uh, um, Rick. Rick. <laughs> and what are you Your shouting dog. them out for, Smay? Uh, for being lovely YouTube members. Thank you. Boom sauce. Guys, if you want to join our membership, we have the links down below. We got a lot of really cool things happening over there. And by the way, another really cool thing that is coming relatively soon is a webinar. We are having a webinar where I am going to be teaching you guys everything that you need to know about picking a chart. We're going to be talking about time frame intervals. We're going to be talking about uh, whether you should be using the log or the linear chart. We're going to be talking about whether you should use the line chart or the Heikinashi chart or the candlestick chart. We're going to be diving into all of that, and then we're going to wrap out the webinar with some live Q&A. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a great time and I want to make sure you were there. The link for that is down below. Smay, what day is that happening? I believe it's the 29th. 29th. Yes, indeed, it is the 29th. That's coming up soon. Those seats are going fast, so make sure to check the link down below. We are going to go ahead and jump straight on to the Bitcoin chart because we want to start with the good. Let's talk about the good on Bitcoin. You guys know that we're a very positive channel even when things aren't going that well, so I want to show you some of the things on Bitcoin that are going well. One of the first things to point out here on Bitcoin is that we still have bullish RSI divergence. There is an uptrending level of support on Bitcoin right here and a downtrending level of support right here on the RSI. This is going to be our saving grace, I hope. If we pull back below $37,500, then this is out of play. But for right now, we still have bullish RSI divergence in play and Bitcoin is still likely to move to the upside as a result of this. I will point out, however, 
that this uptrend was right here and the downtrend was right here and Bitcoin still broke to the downside. So this bullish RSI divergence, we're having to move. We're moving the goalposts and I will be the first to tell you that. Just because we're doing that doesn't mean it's invalidated, but you do need to know that this bullish RSI divergence has not played out the way it was supposed to yet. So it is a bit of a discredit to it, um, to, the to the bullish RSI divergence itself. One of the other things to point out here, is that the dump that we saw yesterday did lead to Bitcoin pulling back to the very bottom of the Bollinger Bands. We saw a major correction yesterday. I was actually on around the blockchain when this happened yesterday. Bitcoin corrected all the way down to $39,586 around 4 or 5 o'clock yesterday. And when that happened, we saw a lot of fear in the market. We saw a lot of longs get liquidated. We saw a lot of people selling the market. We saw a lot of bearish sentiment and price action, and I think that's going to catch up with us. Because in the last few days, ever since the 18th of September, which I believe was Sunday, we have seen a 20% dip on Bitcoin in the span of three days. That is not a healthy thing for Bitcoin to be doing. You guys know I am the first person to say whenever a big correction is happening that there is a uh, that there is a silver lining to it. This is a little bit rough. But like I said, we do want to talk about the bullish here. So let's go ahead and look at the daily chart because there are bullish things. Like I said, we are riding the bottom of the Bollinger Bands. Another thing to point out is that there is currently a falling wedge that Bitcoin is respecting. We have this downtrending level of support right here and then this downtrending level of resistance right here. And depending on how you draw this, you can also draw it like this. We are, in fact, in what would be known as <clears throat> a falling wedge. Now, it is so close to a falling trading channel because the, the resistance right up here, which I'll go ahead and turn red, is so close to parallel with the support. But this is, in fact, a falling wedge. And for all of you guys who have gone through the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy, you will know that falling wedges typically break in the opposite direction that they are pointed. So this is a good sign. Bitcoin is going through a correction, but it does have that pattern on its side. Looking at the four hourly chart, we can actually see it with a little bit more clarity. Zooming right, uh, zooming right in here, we can see the downtrend just like this, and we look quite a bit more bullish. Now, the problem is the way that we would like to draw this downtrending level of support right here actually already has us breaking out of it bearish. However, one of the things to keep in mind is that when you break the wrong way out of a pattern, in this case, we're breaking out of a uh, falling wedge. Whenever you break the wrong way out of a pattern, the market has a tendency to bounce right back up into the pattern and then rally. So there is an argument to be made based on this falling wedge that we could very well break back up into the falling wedge and then break to the upside. I've witnessed that happen many times. You guys know I've been in cryptocurrency for four years now. I've been working in this space every single day for the last four years, ever since I got in uh, the cryptocurrency space on July 3rd. 31st, 2017, I have watched hundreds of wedges in my career, and the vast majority of them break in the right direction, or the ones that don't, this being a good example, will end up reversing and breaking in the right direction. One of the other things to point out here, on the four-hourly chart, we are about to see a bullish MACD cross on Bitcoin. That's a big deal. The four-hourly chart doesn't see crosses very often. It is a long enough time frame that we don't see a ton of these. The last time that we saw a bullish MACD cross on Bitcoin on the four-hourly chart was back on the 11th of September. If we look at what the price action was doing then, we were at a bottom. We, end up, we ended up going into a rally. Now, we didn't recover our highs, but we did see an 8.5% recovery in the next seven days. So, the fact that we're about to see a 
bullish MACD cross is a very good sign. And one of the final things I'll mention here on the bullish category is this. We have seen very, very, very low lows on the RSI. Just yesterday, when we had our correction down to $39,500, we went all the way down to 19 on the RSI. Now, that means two things. One, it means that there's a lot of strength coming out of the bears, but two, it does mean that the bears are likely to be exhausted. Tim, there is... In my opinion, not a lot going on on the chart that is incredibly bullish, but I think there's enough that we have hope. Where do you think, what do you think, what what bullish technicals are you seeing right now? The, actually, so it, in all reality, I think you see it there in the notes. There are four things I would say are bullish. Two of them are on the daily chart, two of them are on the four hourly chart. I didn't go down to the 30 or five minute, which you theoretically could. Uh, I do think that they are significant bullish signals, I, you know, especially when you look at the bottom of the Bollinger Band, when you look at the descending wedge and the fact that we are sitting right on the bottom side of it, we actually broke through it negatively. And like you just said, a lot of times when we do that, unless it's a massive fallout and doesn't rally quickly back into it, uh, we usually see a good little bounce. And that's what we saw. We saw it come down and it was like, okay, did we break this falling wedge the wrong way? No, we went and bounced right back up into it. And now we're using that descending level of support and we're just kind of going down. That's a bullish sign. That's a massive bullish sign. The other thing is, and we're going to talk about this later in the show, but when we get to the bad, when we get to the bearish, the bearish TA and the bearish news, which there is, yeah. even it is a bearish short term that will lead to something long term bullish. So I didn't put it there because I just wanted us to start with reading the charts and we'll dive into what all of that means. However, some of the bullish news is actually the way the bearish news will play out. That's a good point. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And one of the things that I'm also seeing right now here on the hourly chart for Bitcoin is that, frankly, it looks like there's an inverse head and shoulders pattern forming down here. We had our left shoulder right over here on the 20th of September. We have our head right here on the 21st of September, which is today. And then if we manage to continue rallying to the upside above like 42,000, 43,000, uh, 43, then this inverse head and shoulders pattern could come into play. At the same time, it kind of looks like we're rounding off down here. We had a lot of bearish momentum, but in general, it looks like this market is moving from incredibly bearish to not quite as bearish and of course if you're going if you throw a ball in the air it goes up 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 and then at some point it stops at its apogee and then it starts coming to the downside and that's what i think we might be seeing right now we might be seeing the peak uh the max pain point if you will for the price action the 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 lowest low that we'll see below forty thousand dollars and keep in mind guys forty thousand dollars is a strong level of support and i think the retail believes the same because there is a very interesting tweet that i want to grab from my notes right here coming out of glassnode let me go ahead and show you this. This tweet from Glassnode has something very interesting to say. As appears to be tradition, smaller Bitcoin hodlers can often be found stacking Bitcoin after significant corrections. The minnows, referred to as less than 10 Bitcoin, have accelerated their accumulation since the sell-off in mid-May. They now hold a collective 13.9% of supply. Taking a look at this graph from Glassnode, by the way, if anybody from Glassnode is watching, we've said this many times, we would love to have you as a sponsor of our channel because we use Glassnode all the time there's some free advertising. Make sure to check out Glassnode. It's a great product. Smaller holders accelerated accumulation after large sell-offs now own 13.9% of the supply. You can see these minnows, these people with less than 10 Bitcoin, are continuing to accelerate their um, their uh, adoption and uh, holding, I suppose you could say, of Bitcoin. We can even see it moving right here from about 13% to close to 14% in just the last couple of months. Now, there is a general trend that this is going to continue, but notice right here, 
that during the major part of the bull market, when we were rallying from 20,000 to 65,000, those minnows really stopped their accumulation. There was not a lot of, uh, there, there weren't a lot of them buying Bitcoin at that time. Right now, there are so many small people buying in. So Tim, I want to ask you the question. If we see that the bull, if we see that the institutions are buying a lot of Bitcoin, which they are, and if we also see that the little guy is buying a bunch of Bitcoin, which they are, number one, why is the price going down? And number two, what does that speak to as far as market sentiment as as to what these people think the next six months on Bitcoin is going to look like? As far as what they think the next six months will look like, I, I'm not 100% certain. What I do think is happening right now is a great accumulation phase for people to buy up more and more Bitcoin, especially the whales. It's great that the retail investors are getting there too. What I do think, and this is going to be a note we're going to talk about a little bit later, is I, I actually... I think that the whales want to see a little bit more action. There's a little, they don't like when the retail investors buy alongside of them. They're going to have to get used to it eventually because there will come a point where people will actually realize how valuable this is and, and, and they won't be able to manipulate in the same amount of power that they've been doing it with. But for right now, the fact that both retail and institution investors are buying is not allowing the supply to get used up. And, and we're gonna talk about that a little bit later, but they're trying to exhaust the supply right now and they're not being completely effective in doing that. Yeah, well guys, make sure to smash that like button if you're enjoying today's stream. We've got two and a half thousand people watching. I know we can get to a thousand likes here in the next couple of minutes. It helps to boost us in the algorithm. And the reason that we come to you every single day is because we want to bring you the highest quality educational, informational coverage and content on cryptocurrency markets so that you can understand what the Bitcoin price and altcoin prices are doing so that you can make the most money. We want you to be financially free. We come here every single day with the core values of integrity and humility to make sure that you guys are as successful as possible. Here's my opinion. The institutions are buying Bitcoin. The minnows are buying Bitcoin. Yes, there's a dip going on, but there are dips during every bull market. Right now, Bitcoin is at a very, very important crossroads. I want to be very clear on this. There is a possibility that Bitcoin pulls back well below $40,000 down into the $29,000 to $33,000 region. And frankly, I don't know if we'd be able to recover from that. I think we would probably slip into a bear market if we went down to, to around $30,000. That being said, I don't think that's going to occur. I think that Bitcoin is going to recover here. However, I'm not convinced that the bottom is in. I don't know when that bottom is going to be, but we're going to continue doing some analysis in this stream to find out. Tim, what I, do you think about that? I don't think so. I, I actually... Don't, so I agree with I don't think we're going to get down to 30,000, but let's say we go down to 30,000. I don't think I don't think that's going to be the end either. The truth is one of the reasons why I don't think we go down that far anyway and the reason why it wouldn't be significant is what, what we talked about the other day is that that mindset, that that sentiment of the uh, the whale or the composite man to say we want to make money. I do not think that these whales who the bottom of their heavy purchasing this recent trend was right around $30,000 are going to allow it to get back down to $30,000 except for the fact of if they're like, hey, you know what? Guess what? We can get it to go back down to $30,000 so we can accumulate more. So then we, then we can spike the price, make our profits and go. But with the mass amount of their buying happening around $30,000 and us only peaking at 52,500, 53,000, that's not significant profit for what they know they could get in this bull run. I don't think the bull run's over because I don't think the composite man wants the bull run to be over. I think that we're going to stay 
right where we are currently in this area, I do believe we could touch the 38.4 Fibonacci retracement level, potentially maybe even go a little bit below it. But as far as the next six months, you know, I don't know about six months. I don't know if the, the bull run is going to for sure last next six months, but I don't think it's over. I don't think we've hit the top of what the whales wanted to hit. The only thing about that is that these whales and these institutions think very differently from the retail. Us retail, we want Bitcoin to go into an uptrend over the next year because we think on short-term timeframes. These institutions know what they're doing, and a lot of them have been around for over 100 years, and I think they'd be perfectly fine with us going into a bear market for two years so they can accumulate a bunch of it with the profits they're making from other uh, other avenues so that they're able to buy in really low over an extended period of time and also accumulate so much Bitcoin that now they have control over the market. So I think that they would actually be fine with us going into a bear market, even if it means that some of their current positions go negative. They know that in the next five to 10 years, they're going to go positive because even though the next two years might not be as certain for Bitcoin as we would like, I think the next 10 years is incredibly certain that we're going to see a lot of upwards potential. Do you agree that, what, what, what would you say to that, Tim? Because I think, I personally think that the institutions think a little bit differently than we do about, about, about timeframes. I, I hear what you're saying, but they put way too much work in around that $30,000 to $40,000 level to, right. to peak out at 52. Yeah. That was a lot of work they did. That was a lot of stuff they did. And why did we stop? Well, because because they could, because they realize again, it, it all has to do with the using up the support. Or sorry, not using the support, using up the supply. And if they can continue to use up the supply and get that to come to the bottom, uh, I think we saw from Plan B they had actually had a projectile that we would bottom out at forty three. That was wrong. You know, we were going a little bit low below that. Yeah. But the reason why is because we could get the supply down there. The whales are going to, especially in a commu- uh, an accumulative spot, always try to get that supply down to the bottom so they can get the most for their buck, and that's what they're working on doing right now. But as soon as they feel good and ready, that's when the price will go up. And again. They have put too much work. Is it possible to to go ahead and say we've we've already hit the top? It is possible. That would though imply that the composite man, the whales, gave up on that massive profit sharing. And yes, if we go down below thirty and we go down to twenty thousand, maybe even sixteen thousand, something like that. I've heard people say that. Yeah, they'll buy up a lot and prepare for the next bull run. But I don't think that that's what they are trying to do. I think there's still work for them to get in this bull run because they know we can spike this price up higher get our profits, bring the price back down, get even more, yeah. and then we'll keep moving up. I, I, I you know, I, I know we need to move on with new, you know, going to the next segments, but I don't think that the, the composite man is done with his profit just yet. Yeah, you might be right, guys. I'm going to ask you in chat, are the institutions going to force us into a bear market over the next six months? Frankly, I don't think they're going to, but I also think that they understand how to move these markets well enough that if they did, they would know how to make a lot of profit in them. With that said, we do need to go ahead and talk about some super chats. So, Smay, what you got for us? Well, I wasn't had anything to do with super chats. Well, I know, but oh. you you had your hand oh, raised. Oh, okay. Well, that segue was strange. Anyways, it was a strange. Um, segue. Well, I was going to say All was segues are strange. Have my you seen those question, things? my question was going to be actually while we were still on the subject. Um, was that um, how does this what's going on now uh, change your guys's outlook on the end of your predictions or are they the same? I to be, that's a great question, Smay. Um, frankly, they're kind of in jeopardy right now for me. I'm just going to be real with you. I did not think that we were going to have this much of a correction. I thought that Bitcoin was going to be able to hold $43,000 a little bit more. The sentiment is still very strong, but the problem is that sentiment moves very, very slowly. And sentiment can oftentimes still be incredibly bullish a month after the top is in. I don't know that the top is in. I don't think that it is. I'm still in the camp that we're going to $100,000 by the end of the year. But frankly, 
The writing on the wall doesn't look great. Really? Like, yeah. What do you think, well, Tim? Yeah, what about you, Tim? The, uh, thinking about... Sorry, I'm making sure I'm getting all the super chats and making sure I'm following the comments. What are the last seven? How did the last seven days? Uh, and we're going to talk about this more at the end of the show, so don't give don't give away the farm yet. But yeah, how much? How do you think the last seven days affect your end of year price predictions? Uh, not at all. I think they changed the way we are thinking about things in the time frame of things. But I was actually telling you this morning, Jeff, I, I even think that the whales and institutions are in a spot where they're watching the price and changing what their tactics are, not long-term tactics, but short-term tactics. I agree with that. I think they're kind of sitting here saying where, it, it has to do with that supply that I was just talking about. They are watching and saying, what is the level at the bottom where we've wasted the supply that we can use it at the bottom? And I think we're still trying to find out where that bottom is. And, and we thought it was maybe 43. We thought maybe it's 43. Is it going to be 38? Is it going to be, is it going to be stay at 40? We don't know. And that's what they're even trying to figure out right now. And that's the thing is that like for every, every person that comes on here and don't get me wrong, I love every comment. I love criticism. I love when people say like, Tim, you don't know what you're talking about. That's great because it, it forces me to want to really know what I'm talking about. But here's the thing, changing your, your mindset, changing your strategy, changing your opinion on things is a part of being successful. If you lock yourself in, and this is, I talked to Ben about this last week and everyone was like, thought I was serious. I guess if you lock yourself into one mindset and say, no matter what, I'm just going to keep with this, no matter what evidence I see, no matter what facts change, then you're going to set yourself up for failure. But when you remain agile, when you keep your mind sharp, when you continue to go back and look at the charts, go back and look at the fundamentals, go look at the on-chain metrics, go on and look at the adoption stories, it changes your decision on how you want to handle things. It's no different for the whales. They're doing the exact same thing. They just don't care when people tell them that they're stupid because yep. they're like, I don't care what your opinion of me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make the right decision for myself whether you like it or not. Yeah, no, and I think that's a, and, and by, let's let's pause on that for just a second because I think what he just said is great life advice, not just about cryptocurrency. You know, there are plenty of people who, I remember one time vividly, I'll tell you a story in 90 seconds and then we're going to move on to some reading some super chats and then our bearish analysis. I was walking with Shannon, who was our chief marketing officer back before he worked for me. This was during the time the channel was running. I had about 30,000 subscribers at the time. This was back in 2018 maybe 2019. No, it was early 2019. It was a uh, quarter one of 2019. And I was walking with this guy who I just met and I told him what I was doing. I told him I was building this YouTube channel. I'm going to make an income for myself. I'm going to get my father and I out of poverty. I am going to build a life for me and my family and I'm going to take care of my community. That's what I said I was going to do. You know what he said? He said, that's a bad idea. You're going to lose everything. You need to go to college. That's what he told me to do. And if I had to listen to him, I would not be here right now because I would be at the college that's three miles from here that we do business with. None of this would have existed because I would have listened to the wrong person. Now, that's not to say that he was wrong. He might have been right in that advice, but you got to be very careful who you listen to. And that's why we are so adamant about bringing you the highest quality educational content we possibly can. Because if you're going to listen to us as 3,500 people are right now, I want to make absolutely certain that we are giving you the best information that we possibly can. Because I don't want to be the person that leads you astray. Because I take my responsibility on this camera very, very seriously. With that said, let's go ahead and read a couple super chats. Yeah, we only have a couple, so this is great. Uh, we got one from Bobby King saying, uh, we are due for a relief rally soon. I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree. The, the question is, what's the definition of soon? Yeah. Uh, no message, but prehab donated. So I want to shout out prehab. Um, we got one from Vlad Yen saying death cross soon again. That is a good point, And we will talk about that here in literally about like three minutes because we're going to move right. into some bearish technicals. Perfect. That's all we got for Super Chats. Right cool. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you guys very much for your Super Chats. So let's go ahead and jump into our bearish technicals. I know this is probably the least popular segment of the entire show, but it is at the moment 
by far the most important. Let's go ahead and look at the chart. I want to go ahead and show you Bitcoin and what it is doing on the daily, the four hourly and the hourly chart. Thank you very much to Tim for preparing quite a bit of this technical analysis. I will be presenting it to you right now. One of the first things to show you is the MACD on the daily chart is continuing to move to the downside. We're continuing to see that divergence take place, albeit we are seeing the divergence slow down. Notice the distance between our last two histogram bars compared to the two prior. There has been a slowing down in the divergence on the MACD. Remember, the way the MACD works is it has these two lines, the MACD line and the signal line, and then their distance between each other is measured by the histogram right here. So for example, when they're very far apart like this, the histogram is very tall. When they're very close together or crossing, then the histogram is very small. The histogram is showing the distance between those two lines. When the color changes, as we see right here, then that is indicative that we might be about to see a change in direction. I'll give you an example. There was a vertical a vertical. There was a reversal in the histogram right here on the 19th of May, 2021, and then the bullish gold, and then the bullish cross happened on the 31st of May. About 10 days later, we saw this happen the day the bottom came in, but we didn't see the MACD cross till a week and a half later. The histogram changing direction is very, very important because it can precede the cross that we're looking for. So the fact that this is slowing down could, in fact, be a bullish thing, but for the moment, it is still divergent. So that is not a great thing for us. One of the other things to look at here has to do with our moving averages. Some of the most important moving averages on our chart are currently being tested. I'm going to show you the simple moving averages and then I'm going to show you the, um, the, uh, the exponential moving averages. One of the first things to look at is that yes, we did have our bullish our golden cross recently. Unfortunately, this golden cross, if we continue to the downside for the next several weeks, is likely to result in a death cross, which to be honest with you, if we see a golden cross followed by a death cross within 30 days, that's basically null and void. I don't think, I, I think that cancels out. I've seen that happen before in Bitcoin. The last time it happened, for example, was right over here. We had a golden cross, death cross, golden cross. I call it a GDG formation. I haven't used that terminology in a while, but that's exactly what it is. It's a golden cross, death cross, golden cross. A lot of times this kind of represents sideways movement, not bearishness. So if we do see that, then that's probably what we are getting from that is uh, sideways movement, not bearish uh, as a signal just because they've canceled each other out. But one of the most important levels that we're currently sitting on top of here on the daily chart is actually not, not the 200 or the 50. It's the 100. Right now, we are maintaining support on the two, on the 100 daily simple moving average, which is a very common level of support in bull markets. Now, this can be construed as a bullish thing, and I think that it is a bullish thing. Notice back here in 2016 and 17, we would constantly use this moving average as our support level, and during bear markets, we used it as the opposite. We used it as our resistance. But the problem is here, there's a lot of bearish momentum right now. So I say that this is a bearish thing because if we fall below this, then we very well may be in the exact same position that we were in in May of last year when we fell below it the first time after Elon Musk, frankly, manipulated the market to the downside with all of his tweets. That is something that we could see happen here. This means that we have a line in the sand right now at $40,000 and we need to stay above it. It's incredibly important that we do. All of that to be said, this level that we're in right now between $40,000 and $42,000 is a comfortable spot for Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin likes where it is right now. And frankly, I would not be surprised to see some sideways movement down here as we kind of round out this bottom and then potentially go into a longer term inverse head and shoulders pattern that looks a little bit like this. The problem with that is that Bitcoin does not like trading sideways when there's a lot of volatility. Notice on the Bollinger Bands, we have seen the Bollinger Bands widening quite a bit. We have a lot of volatility in the market and the whales that are involved in the market are going to want to take advantage of that 
and we could very well see a big correction to follow as we see that volatility and that momentum come in. Moving down to the four hourly chart, there are a few more things to talk about. For example, we do still have bearish RSI divergence in play. We can see it happening right here. There's bearish RSI divergence looking like this. And then there's also some bearish RSI divergence showing up here on the shorter term time frames. Take a look at these highs. What is this? If we have lower, if we have a descending level of resistance on the tops, so resistance of the price action and an uptrending level of resistance on the RSI, then that is indicative of bearish RSI divergence. That's what we saw happen before. And notice what happened. We saw a major correction. If we also look here on the four hourly chart, there's been a massive increase in volume. And Tim has an opinion on that volume. So Tim, 60 yeah. seconds. What does that volume mean? Very quickly, just the, the thought of this is, and we've said it, I've said it a couple times now, I feel like I'm being redundant, but looping that together, the whales, the institutions, the composite, man, I saw someone say that's Tim's new. Uh, that is that your new thing, sense. yeah. Anyway, it's, it's just it's really important. It's really important to think of it when you're looking at this as one person. Mm -hmm. uh, what they want to do to shake out the market and what they want to do to make sure they are producing the greatest profit they could with their purchases is they want to be buying it at the lowest level of supply. But when you see that level of volume, that communicates to the institutions, to the whales, hey, we are not there where we've shook out the entire supply. We need to continue to hang around this level. We can go up, we can go down, but this is, we still want to shake out and get the supply low. It's when we see these price drops and the, and and the volume stays low, that communicates to the composite man, hey, this is a good time. We've shook out the weekends. We've gotten the supply almost down to zero. We're good to go and make our big profits. So to me, looking at that volume recently, it's way, way, way larger than we've seen the last couple of days, if not weeks. And so to me, that communicates, hey, they're not ready for this to be the end of, of these lower prices. Yeah, and another thing to keep in mind, guys, is that there is a sell signal showing up on uh, Lux Algo on all three of the major time frames that we look at. We see it here on the four hourly chart. We see it here on the daily chart. This did flash the other day. And by the way, those aren't normal sell signals. Those are strong sell signals. There's a difference, and it's very, very important that we pay attention to that. We also saw a sell signal, which, by the way, take a look at this one hourly chart sell signal. Talk about calling a correction. That is a great signal. If you guys haven't already signed up for Lux Algo, you need to. It is a a premium indicator and the reason it's a paid indicator is because it comes with a ton of features. I literally show you like 1% of its features in this show just because I want to keep it simple. There is all kinds of stuff in Lux Algo that I don't even talk about on camera, but make sure to check it out. One of the other things we want to talk about shows up down here on the one hourly chart. And that has to do with our MACD. The MACD looked like it was um, converging but, uh, bearish on itself. That has currently started to reverse, and we are seeing them uh, stay bullish. So the, uh, the one hourly chart is looking relatively bullish on the MACD, but the problem here is that we do have this downtrending level of resistance on the one hourly chart. Can Bitcoin break through this? That's the question on everyone's mind. If we are able to break through this level of resistance, then yes, Bitcoin could continue to the upside here up to maybe $44,000, $45,000. However, this downtrending level of resistance, which is sitting literally right above us, 200 bucks above where we are right now at 42.7, 42.8, is a incredibly important level of resistance that Bitcoin is going to be hard-pressed to get through. And by the way, it's not just recent levels that show that as an important level of resistance. 
We've also got other levels from the past that show that as an important level of resistance too. Take a look at our bottom over here on the 28th of February. Now let's zoom back onto the one hourly chart. Guess what? That level is sitting right above us. So we're looking at incredibly long term, which means strong levels of resistance sitting right above incredibly short term, which means weak uptrends. We've been in an uptrend for 16 hours. We have resistance that's been in play for six months. That's the problem. It's going to be hard to get back up above. And also, one final thing I'll say as far as the bearish technicals are concerned, then we have some fundamental news coming out about um, options expiries that we're going to talk about. There is a ton of resistance above us. Remember three weeks ago, I was saying, hey guys, look, we have all of this support beneath us. Back when we were up here at 49,000, 50,000. Well, here's the problem. That's all resistance now because we broke straight through it. We now have a ton of VPVR resistance. If you guys don't know what VPVR is, it's a premium indicator on TradingView. It is called the volume profile for the visible range. That's what VPVR stands for. And it basically shows us where has all of the trading volume happened within the chart that we are looking at right now. What we're seeing here is that VPVR is telling us a ton of trading volume has happened up here, meaning that there's a ton of resistance above us. What was a bullish factor is now a bearish factor. So now, not only does Bitcoin need to recover $10,000 to where it was, it also needs to get through all of the incredibly strong support that we had that is now resistance. So that's one of the reasons why I think it's going to be very hard for Bitcoin to recover from here. And one of the reasons why I think that we need to see something big come in. We need to see some kind of big fundamental development or some big company accepting crypto. Something needs to be a catalyst for an uptrend because right now, I don't see where it's coming from. I see, frankly, a rounding top that happened over the last two months. I see a lower high showing up on the daily and the weekly chart. I see, frankly, a pretty bearish weekly and monthly chart where we're seeing this formation of these four candlesticks on the weekly, a bearish engulfing candlestick followed by a red green red formation on the weekly chart and frankly not a very bullish monthly chart either where there's a monthly red candlestick coming in i see a lot of bearishness right now guys i am at this point not going to change my end of year predictions i don't want to change what i think for the next four months is going to happen based on what's happened in the last four weeks because i think that that would be at this point unwise but i am getting close to it frankly i'm not very confident in the market right now especially since our lowest low right over here is lower than our previous high on the 30th of july that was sitting at 42.5 that all rhymed Ooh, let's go that was good impressive tim what do you think about that where do you think we go next um, no, I, I nothing has changed for me long term. It, it, it's daily, it's weekly. That's on my. All right, you know what's going to happen. I, I, I said the other day, this is a this is a flip flop opinion of mine. I said the other day, I didn't think we would go down to thirty eight four, the Fibonacci retracement level. I thought we would. I'm kind of now sitting in a spot where yeah, I'm like, all right, we that looks. To. It's not just possible; it looks actually more likely. And I'm, yeah. we're actually going to talk about that. Make sure you guys don't go away because we're going to wrap out the stream, giving our concluding thoughts about you know after breaking at the good, after looking at the bad, what we're going to talk about even in more detail. Detail. But I long term, I don't think this changes things. Even the stuff you were just talking about, Jeb, the weekly and monthly chart, that's what we looked at the other day. I, I looked at that based off of someone's recommendation. I was like, okay, yeah, no, that looks pretty bearish. My question for it though is did it have all the information to actually record that data correctly? And I don't I think the answer to that is no. I think there's a lot of things that have happened within the last month and a half, two months that that weekly and, and hourly chart creating bearish divergence, creating a different uh, RSI divergence, sorry. It didn't take that into account. And now I think with the adoption, the on-chain analysis, uh, on-chain fundamentals, the fundamental news that's breaking, I do not think that the weekly and monthly chart if they were predicted the way TA says they should be predicted will play out. I still think we're going to 100,000. What what's confusing to me is there's nothing special about 
January 1st. There's nothing special about December 31st. I'm not necessarily convinced it will be December 31st. We hit 100,000. I think it's before the end of the bull run. So whether that happens in December or whether that happens in January or February or March or April, we're going to 100,000. The question is when. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I think it is absolutely a matter of if not when. And by the way, guys, I love Bitcoin. I want to put that out there because I'm normally a pretty bullish guy. You know, I'm normally a guy that's like, hey, look, we're going up. Might just be a matter of time. And that's still my opinion. I want to be clear on that. I love Bitcoin. I think it's going to revolutionize the way that finance operates. Not only Bitcoin, also Ethereum, Cardano, Solana, XRP. Some of these projects out there have fantastic fundamentals. And if it weren't for those fundamentals, I would be a lot more bearish on Bitcoin. Why? Because frankly, the charts right now look terrible. I'm just going to be honest with you. That's one of the things we come at you with every single day. We try and bring you content with integrity and humility. We believe that we have the ability to make a difference in your life through technical analysis in the same way that when I got into cryptocurrency, different YouTubers made a huge impact on my life and I want to pay it forward. That's why I'm here. That's why I come on this channel every single day. And if I wanted to lie to you, what I would say is, no, we're just looking fine. We're great. We're going to go into a massive uptrend. Honestly, the charts don't tell me that. What does tell me that are the fundamentals. And we're going to talk about those in a second. But really quickly, I want to bring you an update coming out of the futures market for cryptocurrency because there are $3 billion in September options contracts ex- expected to expire in just the next couple of days. I believe they expire on Friday. Now, this is a talking point that comes up every single month. Drop a one in chat if you are familiar with the talking point about options contracts expiry. They are important. I don't want to conv- I don't want to confuse that. Here's the problem. There are billions and billions and billions of dollars worth of volume that take place on cryptocurrency markets every single week. Options contracts get a little bit too much attention, in my opinion. Whenever options expire, they don't have as big of an impact as some people would lead you to believe. That being said, it's one of our trademark quotes here. Not really, but it should be. Um, It is quite important, even though it is overblown, in my opinion. Tang explained, if Bitcoin breaks above $50,000, traders who sold calls in anticipation of a bearish move or consolidation may resort to hedging, buying the cryptocurrency in the spot or futures market to mitigate losses arising from the short call position. This could put upwards pressure on the cryptocurrency accelerating gains. However, that scenario looks unlikely given the week's drop of 11% to $42,000, now $39,600. That is what happens if we go above 50 in the next couple of days, which is almost certainly not going to happen. The strike, the, the, uh, the, uh, This expires on the 24th, which is Friday, by the way. So we're very, very close to this. If we close the week, 8 p.m. UTC Friday, when these these expirations come online here on Darabit, then we're going to see a lot of people getting messed up. And that might not cause a massive crash in the market, but it's definitely going to hurt the morale (laughs) of these people who are in the cryptocurrency market. And this has the opportunity to turn a lot of bulls bearish. So, Tim, I want to ask you this question also. The sentiment right now looks phenomenal. Frankly, I have not seen many times in cryptocurrency where we've seen such a big crash and the charts look this bad and people are still so bullish on Bitcoin. And that's one of the reasons why I'm still very bullish on Bitcoin, despite it sounding like I'm bearish. I'm bearish for the next seven days. I'm still bullish for the next four months. There's a big difference there. The fundamentals and the sentiment and the community are why. How much longer, Tim, can the community take these massive corrections where we're dropping 20% in three days, seemingly every other week, setting lower highs on the daily and the weekly chart, and the sentiment still remain this bullish? Say, because that was a, that was a very long-winded question. How you long, break down simple? Yeah. Considering how bearish the price action has been lately, yeah. 
how long can the bulls remain so bullish? So, so here's the thing. This is this is what you have to look at. This is why I talk so heavily about the composite man and the theories that Richard Wyckoff wrote and and studied and kind of taught his dedicated his entire career to teaching regular retail investors how to think like the composite man. When you see the sentiment go up and the price go down, the reason why is because the whales are trying to create a good profit. But how do you create a good profit? By buying low and selling at the top. We are not at a top right now. So they are not selling, they are buying right now. They are preparing themselves to have a very nice payday. Here is the thing though. They know that the only way to get that price to go lower is to continue to manipulate and scare the retail investor. When we see this news, because don't get me wrong, there will be times where we will see FOMO news come out. And what I mean by FOMO news is, it's it sounds really exciting. It looks really cool, but is not backed by anything substantial. The news we are seeing that the sentiment is so positive is people putting their money where their mouth is. El Salvador consistently not just making Bitcoin legal tender, but buying the dip every time you see a dip. We see uh, Michael Saylor and. Um, MicroStrategy continuing to accumulate more and more Bitcoin. We see, th we see these Bitcoin futures options and and contracts coming out. Not saying, oh, we're thinking about it. Like saying, this is how we're working on it. This is our hopeful end date. These are not FOMO pieces of news. These are actual hard hitting, substantial pieces of information that are good for the long run. But to make sure you get the most profit you can, that composite man wants to buy as low as possible at the best price as possible, and they have the power and control to do it. You as the retail investor, again, we talked about this a week ago, it's unfair. Yes, you're right. It's unfair. They have more control and more power than you do. It doesn't do you any good to sit and cry and whine about it. The best thing to do is to continue to learn to think the way the people who do have power think so that you can take advantage of the prices the same way they do. Absolutely, guys. Well, tell us in the chat, where do you think we're going next? Are the whales going to use this opportunity as a major buying opportunity or... Is there just a big correction going on? What do you think? I want to hear your opinions on that in the chat. And drop a one in chat if you're enjoying the stream. Make sure to smash that like button. We are very thankful for the 4,000 people watching right now. Smash that like button. I know we can get up to 1,500 in the next couple of minutes. We really appreciate everybody who helps to support the channel. Let's go ahead and read a couple of super chats. Yeah, I want to make sure I get all of them. Boom, boom. Uh, we have missed one right here from Saul. There we go. All right, here we go, guys. Super chat time. We got one from Rick. Rick4962, Yard Dog. Yard Dog. He just want to say thanks for your time. Thank you for your uh, donation, you. Rick. Thank uh, you for Saul your said, Jeb, I took CD2A and learned a lot. You are the reason I still watch this channel. So, Boom big sauce. fan right there in Saul. For you, Jeb. Thank you very much. I think he's a hashtag team Jeb. Hashtag uh, team Jeb. Check out CT2A. Links in the descriptions while he's talking about. Delvis Doming Dominguez. Dominguez. I that's hope cool. that's it. That's a cool name. Don't care. The FUD just moved $10,000 in link and dot. To link and dot. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Continue to move on. Corey said, as someone who is 10 months into his crypto journey, seeing this is exhausting, but knowing it has to reverse soon, right? Yes, more than likely, in my opinion. Here's the thing, guys. <laughs> Drop a seven in chat if you have never experienced a Bitcoin bear market. Because these two, Tim and Smay, haven't. They mm -hmm. have not experienced Bitcoin bear market. I have, and by the way, I was a broke kid who was 17, 18 years old trying to make a life for myself. I had no job. I was doing nothing but YouTube during a bear market. I will tell you from firsthand experience, when a bear market comes, it 
the best word to describe it is winter. And I'm not talking about some Florida winter where you get to go out on the beach and oh, now it's like 60 degrees and it's all comfortable and I get to wear a sweater. No, I'm talking about like the wall from Game of Thrones kind of winter. I'm talking about a very, very, very bad winter. Crypto bear markets suck. And the reason they suck is because no one's here. Almost everybody watching this channel was here when this bull market began or during this bull market. That's why I don't think we're in a bear market yet, because I've seen a bear market. This has nothing to the bear market that I went through in 2018. Bitcoin is a very, very, very valuable asset, and a lot of people realize that. Somebody asked Jeb, how old are you? I'm just, I turned 21 uh, last month, a uh, month ago tomorrow. By the way, today is Shannon Fowler, our marketing officer's birthday, by the way. I need to shout that out. Hey. Happy birthday to Shannon. Anyway, guys, the point I'm making here is that the bear market is not here Yet, there will be a bear market at some point, but I still think we have a chance for $100,000 by the end of this year. Now, we got a whole bunch of super chats. I want to make sure I don't miss any. Um, I keep moving on, though. because Might not be able questions. to get to all of them. But. We got one from Bob saying, Bitcoin forming a head and shoulders on the 15-minute head yes. for 33830 to 37400 golden pocket from the monthly chart. What are your thoughts? We're going to talk about that golden pocket here in a little bit, actually. Sweet. Kevin Fensel said, with ADA developers in a race to build the ecosystem, will you guys do a video on the quality of ADA projects, things like ADAX, Rain Network, and Sunday Swap? Yes, guys. We actually have an afternoon show called Altcoins Anonymous that goes live at 3.30 every single day. You should check that out. We go live five days a week, and we talk about cryptocurrency projects that are not Bitcoin, Ethereum, or Cardano. So you guys wanted more altcoin content. We're bringing you more altcoin content. That's where that kind of content will live. So make sure to tune in for that show. We will be going live talking about XRP this afternoon. So check that out. I gotta, so I'm going I'm to give the answer before we read the question. The answer is no. But Neil Melker said, hey, guys, are you going to the Cardano Summit in Miami this weekend? Unfortunately not. No, not. And see, guys, that's one of the reasons why I think that we still have such a bright future ahead of us here in cryptocurrency is that the well, obviously, we have a bright future ahead of us. I mean, still, even the next six months to 12 months are so so bright is because things like Cardano Conference, things like the Blockchain Expo that's coming up in November, there is so much community in crypto and there are so many fundamentals in crypto. The community is so good that I think it's going to mean that this bear mark is not going to be anywhere near as bad as the last one. Gotcha. Uh, let's go. We got another one from Liberty Above All saying there's so much manipulation, which is directly causing unnatural technical signals, in my opinion. I'm starting to lean harder on fundamentals and buying, staking more ADA and DOT until the things settle. I think the fundamentals are more important right now than ever. And the reason is, is because the chart and the fundamentals disagree. And frankly, I think the fundamentals are the ones that are right. The chart is giving yeah. us a good idea of where the bottom is, and it is telling us when we're going to drop and when we're going to go up. However, yeah, it's not... You know, the fundamentals the, are incredibly the, important. What I think is really important about the chart right now, just from looking at it, you know, studying the news every day, looking at on-chain metrics, but also looking at the chart. I, I agree. I think that, you know, if you were to if you were to do nothing but look at the chart and not know anything else, it's you're not going to be in the best spot. But it's actually really great at helping. It's helping tell the story. So when you're trying to understand what's going on, the charts help tell the story of what is going exactly. on in price action. It doesn't mean that they're the end all be all the same way. You know, there's lots of tactics. It, it, it's the it's the concept of like when you're an athlete, you know, there's different assets that go into being an athlete. As we talked about yesterday, Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time, but he has got no speed. Imagine how good he would be if he was fast. He just doesn't have that skill set. Uh, it's the same thing. If you know all technical analysis, but you don't know anything about what's happening in the news, you don't know anything about on-chain metrics, then you're not going to be that good. Flip, yep. if all you know is the news and you don't know anything about on-chain or yep. technical analysis, know you're also all. not going to be that good. Yep. 
Uh, all right, let's keep going, though. Saul said, uh, Tim is not afraid to talk about market manipulation. Love that about you guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 one of those things it's that's just hard life, to yeah. negate that that's, even, that that's not happening. Let, so Let's go ahead and move on really quickly because there's one final headline I want to read to you guys. Between Evergrande and El Salvador, Bitcoin sees $15 million in inflows. I'm not going to read through all of this, but this is interesting. This improved sentiment could be a seasonal phenomenon, but we are not seeing a commensurate rise in volumes and investment products. This suggests that some investors are taking taking advantage of recent price weakness and the continued rise in altcoin popularity. Essentially what we're seeing here guys is that there even though there is a big correction in the price action going on, people are buying the dip. By the way, Nayib Bukele, president of El Salvador, himself bought the dip and he said in a quote, in a tweet and I quote, they can't beat you if you buy the dip. Mm. The president of a country said that. That's where we are right now in cryptocurrency. So we're going to move in here to our concluding thoughts on Bitcoin. And I want to hear what Tim and Smay think the next steps are. And I'm going to give my thoughts as well. But even before we do that, I want to lay the foundation with this. There is a massive amount of money flowing into Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. No, the charts don't look great right now. No, the... Well, the charts mainly are the things that don't look great right now. The price, I, should, I suppose I could say, don't look great right now. The fundamentals, the sentiment, the adoption, and the future of Bitcoin is so freaking bright, it's not even funny. Like, if you stare at it, you're going to go blind. That's how bright it is right now. Like, put sunglasses on, you're going to lose your vision. That's how good cryptocurrency looks right now. And by the way, a lot of people that are bearish on Bitcoin are moving into altcoins. They're not leaving crypto. They're just going into another project because this entire sector, I've said this for a few years now, cryptocurrency is not an industry anymore. It's an entire sector. There is so much money here that's not going to go away. I fully disagree with the idea that we're going to see an 85% correction from all-time high on Bitcoin during this bull market, during this bear market. Why? Because the because the fundamentals have grown so much. The news that we're seeing every single day that shows up on page 10 of CoinDesk would have been front page groundbreaking news three or four years ago. So let's talk about where we think we're going to go in the next seven days. And also, where do we think we're going to go in the next six months? Tim, let's start with you. Yeah, no, I saw I put them in the notes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go through my notes and just kind of highlight what is even happening. So as we talked about the other day, and I know you discussed it a little bit, but look Looking at the VPVR and specifically looking at it on the daily chart, so you can get a good picture. We're sitting right in that comfortable spot at forty-two thousand. And when you when you're looking at it, I don't know Jeb if you're up on the chart at the moment. I will bring it up, my friend. Yeah, if you want to look at that real quick, because the, the the thing is. As we've talked about on the show before, and so if you guys don't know how to use VPVR, it, it's giving you a great example of where it's really easy to get a price to, what's going to be really hard to break through for levels of support and resistance. We're sitting in a part right now, a point right now, perfectly in that $42,000 pocket yep. where it the price is comfortable. And we're waiting to see if the bears or the bulls want to take over the price action. Here's what you need to know, though. We might see the price go all the way up to 43.3, and that's nothing, nothing has changed. We could just drop right back down. We could see the price, and I see a wick go all the way down to 38.4, maybe even a little bit lower, and really nothing changed. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden now the bears are winning or the bulls are winning if those two price actions happen. What I need to see next to see who's going to take control is I need to see if the bulls want to take control. They need to get over the $47,200 just bar of resistance. If we can hop that with significance and with power, that means the bulls are back in control and we'll resume up. Uh, the good news is, is I think that is more likely than what the bears need to do. And the bears need to get it down below 35,600 for them to really grab hold and have some power and some, uh, some support for their position. Again, I think 47 is more likely, but either one is possible. So this is something we got to watch over the next couple of days uh, to see who's really doing well. The, and like I said, just said, 
as long as that wick stays somewhere between 38.4 to 43.3, nothing is changing. It's nothing to get you know stupid excited about. We need to continue to look at the the news stories breaking, the, the adoption stories breaking to see what's going to happen. Uh, but what's going to happen, I believe, the next week, over the next month, week bearish slash sideways, kind of boring. Yeah, I agree. Uh, nothing special. But I still think over the next month, like I just said, I think it's more likely we get to 47 before we hit 35. Uh, and so I still am expecting over the next month, come back in October, sometime mid-October, we're going to see us be back above that 47, pushing, you know, we might even already be over the 50, pushing closer to the 60 and then new all-time highs. Yeah. No, guys, one of the things I want to point out here is basically exactly what Tim just said. The VPVR is so incredibly important. Looking at the chart right here, you can see there is this massive mountain of support and resistance on either side of us. And we're in this valley right here. Here's how I want you to think about VPVR. Think about it literally like a mountain. If you want to go up a mountain, what do you have to do? You have to expend energy. Think about market movement having to do with energy. Where is that energy coming from? It's coming from money being put into the space, either buys or sells. Money put into the space or taken out of the space. It's volume is what your energy is, I suppose you could say. We need a lot of volume to get over this peak to move to the upside, but we also need a lot of volume to get over this trough to move to the upside. For that reason, I completely agree with Tim. I think we're going to trade sideways for a little while. Unless we see a ton of volatility coming in from a bunch of news or something, then I think we are going to stay in this area. Look at how quickly we fell to the downside. Why did we do that? that because, well, we were falling down the VPVR. Like you have a ball up here at the top of this hill and it rolls down. That's what we saw happen. I think that we're going to see a lot of sideways trading over the next couple of days. And I personally am looking at these levels as the ones to be paying attention to. Number one, I'm looking at $47,000 as the pivot point for the bulls. If we get over that, then we're going to start rolling down the hill up to $53,000 and beyond. But critically, if we start falling below $40,000 and especially our golden pocket on the Fibonacci retracement down here between 37.5 and 38.5, then we start seeing a big movement to the downside. So those are the levels I want you to look at. I want you to look at the level of $47,200, $47,500, somewhere in there, and the golden pocket between 37,500 and 38,500. If you take anything away from this video, then this is what you should do. Look at those two levels. They're critical. Right now, Bitcoin has not decided what it wants to do right uh, just yet. It is moving sideways. However, if we get above 47.2 or if we go below 37.6, then we're going to have a decision. Bitcoin is in what I like to call a decision point. It doesn't know what it wants to do next. And frankly, the technical analysis is a little bit confusing at the moment. We don't really know what it's going to do next. The chart hasn't told us. We don't have a lot of information on that. The fundamentals say we're going to have a great next six months. The technicals say, eh, I don't know. That's really what the technicals are saying right now. They're saying, eh, I don't really know. I think it's going to go down. There's not a lot of confidence coming out of our analysis right now. Not so much out of our analysis, but out of the charts. The charts themselves are not showing us a lot of confident information. So here's the deal. Bitcoin needs to pay attention to those two levels. And if it breaks above it, then great. We're going to go into an uptrend. Breaks below it, great. We're going to go into a downtrend. What do I think? I think we're going to trade sideways for the next week. And then from there... I'd like to think we're going to go to the upside because of all the fundamentals, but I'm also concerned about those technicals and the whales. Smay, where do you think we're going? Honestly, I think October is going to be a very boring month. Um, I the think, whole month? Mm -hmm. I think you're saying that we're going to trade sideways for the next seven days and go somewhere. I think we're actually probably going to be, we're probably going to have a little uptrends, little downtrends, but I think, honestly, I, I genuinely believe that October is going to really be slow and then that's going to push the 100K to closer to April. That's my thoughts. Closer to April? Yep. Interesting. Yep. That's really interesting that's because my thoughts. September is a historically bearish month. We know that. But yeah. 
Quarter four is a historically explosive month, like a really, really bullish month. So if we're going to see yeah. a lot of bullishness over the next nine months, I would think that it'd be the next three months. I, and and the thing is, what I the my my thought process here is because typically the the answer is like kind of like yeah, it it should go up, right? I just there's something about especially just the political climate we're in right now that just makes me feel like there's not a lot of confidence in people wanting to spend money right That's now. That's true. I think with the way that, you know, everything is just more expensive overall, you know, to buy a car is more expensive to, you know, pay, pay, put gas in the car is more expensive. Groceries are more expensive. Um, I just think, obviously, I think what a lot of people understand, like a lot of people in the crypto space know is that, okay, a good hedge against inflation is to put your money in Bitcoin. But I feel like the average investor is probably going to want to hold on to their money to make it through whatever the next couple months look like. Good point. Um, so that's why I think we'll probably see something a little slower than usual. But I, I still think we're going to hit 100K next year uh, in the first or second quarter. That's, so. that's just, that's exactly, the argument you made was actually well thought out until the conclusion of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The average, in, I completely agree, the average investor is going to start holding onto their money because they have things to, to buy. Yeah. Guess what that means? When the retail investor is doing nothing, what do the whales do? Uh, that's I, when they I choose think they're going to take. No, that's no. when they choose. So the reason I don't think October is going to be boring is because you're right that the average retail investor will probably just hodl their money, maybe sell a little bit of their trade, take it to spend on the things, and that's when the whale, the supply will get lower, and the whale say. This is our time. Let's I, go accumulate. Let's go buy more. Let's spike this price. Let's take our profits. Wait for the wait for the retail investors to say, "Oh no, the I missed out. The price is high now. Let me try to get back in." And that's when they will say, "All right, boom. Yes, that's our profit. Let's go." I can. I I I know what you're saying, but I I really think this would just be more of an opportunity than for them to just wait for it to get lower to buy in with a better entry. Like I don't think this is going to be like them. All right, let's let's you know, pump it because everyone's bored. I, I think it is going to be one of those things that they're just going to let it go as far as they can. And then, and then, then pump it. That's why I think it's going to be delayed. We shall see. Yep. We shall see. I want to hear from you guys in chat. Are you hashtag team Jeb, hashtag team Tim, or I'm typing it right now, hashtag team turtle King. Also known as May. Uh, and, and I just want to say, I'm Who not even, here's the thing, I'm not even being bearish about it, guys. Like, I'm literally just saying, like, the reality is, I think it's just going to be slower. Like, literally, all I'm saying is, I think we're going to hit 100K. He has said I that we're in a turtle market, guys. Uh, well, yes, but I'm saying, like, I think we're going to, we're going to hit 100K. We're going to, we're going to rally really big, and I, we're going to, everyone's going to be able to take their profits, right? But what I'm saying is, I think it's just going to be slower than everyone's expecting. I think people are trying to rush it, and and we're, we've even seen it. People are keep saying, you know, even BitBoy was saying that we we're going to hit 100 100k this month you know like guys i as we keep inching closer to that end of year it's not too long from december anymore yep. right well no, this is not, not june that we don't have a whole six months ahead of us we have maybe three months so it's kind of like i don't i just don't see it having just such you know the closer we get to it means the more steep that rally has to be and i just yeah. don't see it happening yeah mm. no yeah you make a lot of sense may tell us in the chat who you believe in and who you agree with where does your allegiance lie and also guys make sure to check out the links in the description because we have a webinar going live on the 29th where i'm going to be teaching you guys everything you need to know about which chart to pick this is one of the things
things that people struggle with quite a bit, trying to figure out, hey, do I look at the one-hourly chart, the one, the four-hour chart, the daily chart? Should I use the log chart? Should I use the linear chart? Should I look at a candlestick chart or a line chart or a Heikinashi chart? Maybe you don't know what some of those things are. Maybe you want to make sure that you're doing your technical analysis properly. I'm going to be going over all of that, and then we're going to have some live Q&A where I'm able to bring you guys up on screen, and we're going to have some questions and answers. I'm going to go face-to-face with you guys, answer your questions. It's going to be really cool. We've already done one of these webinars, and we loved it. We actually met one of our people who helps us research on the webinar. Thank you very much to Kelly for helping to put all of the content together. Closing thoughts, Tim, where do you think we're headed? Well, yeah, again, that's that's it. I, I said it. I, I kind of made my case. A little bit boring for the next couple of days, maybe a week and maybe a week and a half, two weeks before a, a, a very good October because of the retail investor being a little skeptical. What, what, what we do need to know, you know, because we just asked them about those opinions. What about your opinions? What's going to happen at the end of this week with our predictions? Uh, Bitcoin, you know, is it going to go down? So I'm the lowest at 42,500. Jeb's right above me at 42,600. And Smay is bullish saying it's going to be at 43,800. What are you on that one? Ethereum, I said 29,000. Sorry, 2,900. I wish it goes 29,000. Jeb said 3,050. And Smay said 3,075. On Cardano, I said $2.05. Jeb said 217. And Smay said 235. I like Team Tim on this one. I like Team Jeb on this one. I actually. You think he's going to sit there? You are. I didn't even do the math. I'll do the math for tomorrow. Your windows to win are absolutely doo-doo. I know. It's yeah, yeah, super small. That's a good point. Guys, make sure to watch on Tuesdays when we set our price predictions. And tune in for our show on Friday where we see who wins the Hoddle Trophy. Currently, Smay has it. He has won the last two weeks in a row. Yeah, it's always I, funny. If I win if I win this week, then I he get, get the prize. It. He so gets to get the that's prize. exciting, guys. guys check exciting. out the one. Not happening. There is I one more thing that I want you guys to check out. It's called that subscribe button. Here's the reason you ought to subscribe to this channel. First of all, if you ever want to unsubscribe, it's completely free. It's not going to hurt our feelings. I want you guys to get the best content that you can. If you can get that somewhere else, then go somewhere else. The reason you should subscribe to our channel is because we come to you seven days a week trying to bring you the highest quality educational content possible with integrity and humility, which, by the way, are kind of rare in the cryptocurrency space. That's one of the reasons that we pride ourselves on that is because I want to see a community of humility and integrity and caring for your fellow man. I want to see a community that looks like Jesus Christ here in the cryptocurrency market. We're all Christians. We believe in the gospel. And I want to see people in cryptocurrency not just looking out for themselves, not just looking out for how fancy of a car I can get. By the way, I'm not knocking you if you go and buy a Corvette or a Lambo. Ben just bought a Lambo. Good for him. He freaking earned it. I am not in any way knocking treating yourself. I think it's very important you do that. But I also want to see people invest in others like many of my colleagues here in the crypto YouTube space do. I want to see cryptocurrency become the most philanthropic and most generous space in the entire world. I want people to think of the words cryptocurrency and think generous, caring for others, helping others. That's what I want. That's the mission of this channel is to help you live out your purpose for you to reach financial freedom so that you can go forth and show the world what we stand for. If you want to subscribe to the fastest growing analysis channel on YouTube that has those core values, hit that subscribe button. I don't think you'll regret it. Make sure to also follow us on our socials at CryptoJeb. Any final thoughts before we wrap out, guys? Uh, I do have a final thought. Go for it. Guys, all that being said with my prediction, just to put some positivity to it, guys, it means that this is going to, these next few months are going to be a great time to accumulate yourself. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I would say you get your Christmas bonus. You know, if you yep. don't have anybody to buy gifts for, then buy a gift for yourself. If you know? you're super lonely, you, know you can mean? always have Bitcoin Fill, as your That's right. Partner. Fill your pockets, guys. Exactly. Fill your pockets because I still think it's going to 100K. Yep. That's all I'm saying. Accumulate it's some still coin. happening. 
and make sure that you guys are ready because Bitcoin has a massive 2020 in store, I do believe. Anyway, guys, that's all I got for you today. We've got more content coming up today at 3.30. We'll be going live talking about XRP. And this afternoon, I'm going to be giving you my updated price prediction on where Ethereum is going. Is it headed to $2,000? Because the charts say it's going to. We're going to break that down at 6 o'clock, so make sure you tune in for that. That's all I got for you today. Before I go, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always. And I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. Oh, I got a real good feeling.